Hey ladies, I'm Tori and I'm Wendy. Welcome to the Fruitful Vine, where we delight in motherhood and life one honest conversation at a time. Hey girl, how are you? Hi Wendy, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm hot. You're hot. Yeah. I'm so hot. Are you are you doing a lot like today? I've been moving. <laughs> I've been moving all day, like since four o'clock in the morning. I've been going at it, just like moving all day. Okay, well, take a deep breath. I know. You're here. We're here. Can I just say, you know how uh, we kind of hatched out my like schedule with workout and all that. So my plan worked. Your plan did not work. (laughs) (laughs) Your plan did not work. I went ahead and I stuck with my gut. And I'm working out in the evenings and I'm rocking it. But also, that's not what I'm here to talk about. I also started the Friday is like fun Fridays and it's mom's day to film her videos for the week. Nice. Killing it. Like when I say right now, ladies, it's probably going to change in like a week. But right (laughs) now I have my life under control. I feel really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I celebrate. Right Let's now, celebrate. I feel like I need a bath and <laughs> like everything's falling apart. Some Jesus but you know time. What? You need some Jesus. I need some Jesus time. <laughs> I need some time to like recenter and just die. Even though I did start off my day, you know, in my word, but still, that's not the point. The point hey, is, amen. It's just, it just, it's scattered and I, I got to bring it back. I mean, just, you know, as it's an so honest hot. friend, you do look a little rough. <laughs> And you do seem a little overwhelmed, but other than that, you're great. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know what? That's why. That's why I love you, girl. Keeping it real. Welcome anytime. <laughs> All right, Tori, what you sipping on? All right. Good old water. I'm fasting today, so I am hydrating, drinking my water. It's four um, o'clock. Yeah, no. So on Saturdays, this is, I don't want the whole world. Not intermittent fasting. No, it is. But on Saturdays, I actually like fast. Like I do a food fast. I fast and pray. So I'm praying. I'm fasting. This is the first Saturday in January that I've done it. Um, I haven't been able to be as into my Bible today as I would like it, but Mm -hmm. I just like take my eyes off of my flesh and kind of pour my eyes and my body into the word and just giving it a rest. Like, I think it's good, like physically and spiritually to just give your digestive system a rest. So yeah, I love I'm drinking that. Water. I love that. You know, I'm stealing your Sabbath, right? I know you came up with it. So I'm, well, I, I'm I actually, the Bible <laughs> came up with Sabbath, but thank you. <laughs> I'm so stealing your Sabbath. Like I have a crazy week ahead of me, but after that, I'm like definitely devoting one day. I don't know if it'll be on Saturday, but one day just uh-huh. to like refocus so that I don't come here so hot and sweaty. I love that though. I love that you say like, I don't know if it's going to be on Saturday. That's great. Cause it doesn't have to be. It's your Sabbath. Justin was like, Hey, can I go golf today? And I was like, like, so happy. I was like, bye. Like, I love my Saturdays alone <laughs> with Jesus. Like, no. go be gone all day. Like, I don't know it. Once you start doing it, you're going to see that it's going to become like this rhythm and this thing that you really desire and you really need. 
So good. So good. Like, I'm really excited about it because I've seen how it's like changed things for you. Oh, absolutely. Now, what are you sipping? Because it looks a little, is it a smoothie? It's a smoothie. Does it look, does it look (laughs) disgusting? Does it look Um, disgusting? Well, at first it looked good. And then what happened? And then I don't know. (laughs) And then I think then I was like, oh, that's not like a pina colada. It's a smoothie. (laughs) Nope. It's not a pina colada. Mm -mm, Nope. It is a replacement meal shake that my doctors got me on because my GI has been all out of whack. Um, so I have to like drink one shake, uh, a day and, um, it's, it's, it's a shake, man. What's wrong with your GI? Like, how has it been out of whack? I've been like vomiting and nauseous and not pregnant. So it's like not even worth it. I remember, Mm -hmm. I remember you saying like, I thought I was pregnant, but nope, just vomiting. Yep. So I have like a bunch of test results that were waiting to come back. But in the meantime, she's like, you know you're vomiting, you're not, you're probably losing like a lot of vitamins and stuff. So do this meal replacement shake. And, you know, she's a doctor. So, you know, I'm doing it. I, it's, it's not the tastiest thing in the world, but um, I'm getting my vitamins in. Are you throwing up or has that? Oh, I haven't thrown up. Yay. That's good. Okay. I'm going to be praying for you and please let me know how your test results come back. Definitely. Definitely. Now, Tori, What are we transitioning into right now, Tori? Consumption Consumption. Munchin. Okay, ladies. So this segment, Consumption Munchin, Wendy and I will take turns sharing anything that we've been consuming, anything that's been life-changing, or any seeds that our minds have just kind of been marinating on. Uh, So it can be from a book, from a TV show, from a movie, from a conversation, from something that happened in life. Anything that we've kind of been munching on, we're going to share. It is time for consumption munching. That's right. (laughs) Consumption munching. Yes, guys. Am I loud again? Yeah, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I got excited. I got excited. I got excited. Got to bring me back. Got to bring me back. That's going to be on the podcast. (laughs) That's right. All right. (laughs) You know him. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Guys, I am so excited. Today, we've got one of my great friends, Katie. Katie from Life in the Mundane. She is my consumption luncheon. I am obsessed with all things Katie, guys. I mean, on her YouTube channel, besides being like an amazing, awesome friend, on her YouTube channel, she talks about all things homeschooling and biblical um, parenting. And she is just such a like resource queen is what I call her. Like if you need to know some randomness about something, especially when it comes to family, Katie has read a book about it or she knows a podcast where they talk about it, like just full of so much wisdom. You can tell that she's done a lot of research and not just taking things for face value, but like really what she knows, she knows it because she's taking the time to learn about it. And that's one thing that I love about her. She is just a very well-read woman yeah. who knows what she's talking about. And I like to pretend I'm a well-read woman, but Stop. like yes, what you, you are. You, 
But like what you said, Katie really like dives into it and she can like, I'll know something if I'm interested in it for like a day and then I'll probably forget about it. But she is like a wealth of wisdom for sure. Yes. Yes. And today she is our first guys, first fruitful vine interview. Yes, honey, we're bringing mamas on and we are so excited to have her here with us. So excited. Katie, how are you? I'm doing really good. (laughs) That's so good. Katie, we are going to talk to you about what are we talking about, Tori? We are talking about parenting through the biblical lens. So I'm honestly going to sit and listen because I feel like this is this. It's just going to be so good. So get excited, guys. Yep. All I can say, though, is that when Tori, y'all know Tori can talk. So don't let her fool you when she tells you. No, when I'm in learning mode, I'm legit. Like I'm going to be hanging on to every word Katie is saying. Watch you watch. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Katie, fill us up with some wisdom. And um, yeah, we're going to ask some questions. So, yeah, when it comes to biblical parenting, you know, there's different definitions, different things people think of when you think of that. Um, It might be you might be thinking biblical parenting. Parenting has to do more with your approach as the parent. It might have more to do with like a philosophy. The, te- the way I tend to think of it is it's more of just a way of doing things all the way around. It's how you're responding to your kid. It's how the information and the resources you're sharing with your children. It's how you're talking to them. It's not just dealing with those like those incidences, those discipline moments or those discipleship moments. It is, it's just a whole way of thinking. And it's like you said, Tori, it's, thinking through the lens of scripture, like all the time. And so I think it's really important that it starts with teaching our kids, right? You can't correct your kids. You can't, you know, all of a sudden just come out of nowhere with new standards without actually teaching them and training them and what you're expecting out of them or what more importantly, what God's expecting out of them and what the Bible has to say about that. And I think that's like uber, uber key. And so there's different ways you can teach your kids. You can teach your kids by modeling that's like the number one way we should be modeling what we're teaching. And when we don't, when we mess up and we, <laughs> cause that'll happen inevitably, you know, we're going to say we're literally in the same moment. I don't know if you guys have ever had that moment when you're like, stop yelling. And you're like, okay, I see the irony in this moment. Like <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> um, you want to model it, but when you mess up, you want to apologize, seek forgiveness and model that model that aspects of admitting you're wrong and asking God for forgiveness and those who, who are offended. So modeling is a good way, but I think also finding ways to role play or do games and activities in teaching your kids. It's great to just like tell them and tell them, but we need ways to put it into practical practice, right? That's how we do with school. We don't just teach you a math concept and then walk away and say, you're good we give them practice problems so that when they encounter that later in life, they'll actually know what to do with it. That's so good, Katie. She had once told me to practice obedience with my children, like as a game. And so today we were practicing this, this obedience game in which they were like, Oh, Katie, I just reenacted everything she told me to do, but she's like, go tell them to go play, go tell them to do whatever. And then call them and then they have to say yes ma'am and come running to you and guys 
you know, they're still asking me for this game. It's been like, it's been like two hours. I'm like, no, I'm not playing the game no more. Like, I just need you to come here. That is so awesome. It's the first time we've ever done it. And it was, it's, it's like a game changer instantly just playing it with them. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. My, uh, we're going to be doing that in the Oglesby household. Mike, we need obedience. Like I, okay, Katie, here's a question. I have very vibrant, very lively kids who, and, and I, and I love that about them. I don't want to whip that out of them. Right. Right. But there are habits and there are things that they need to have in order to succeed at life. We legit just had a family meeting where I was like, we cannot, life is not all play. We have to, we have to take something seriously. Right. So yes, we model it, but like how in our day to day, in our morning routines, in our school, how do we really, I guess, make that click in their minds? Does that make sense? If so, help me. (laughs) Yeah, I think that makes complete sense. Like, where does the rubber meet the road? Like, it's great to talk about the philosophy of it all, but where does the rubber meet the road? And I think that there are a couple of things. I think character study is a huge, huge deal. And, And people ask me all the time, how do I do a character study? And I'm like, you look at your kids and you pick that one trait. Like, yes, there's a bunch. I know. Wait, got a wait, wait, wait. I need to get a pen and pencil. Hold on. <laughs> I need to take notes. <laughs> we know your time is valuable. Thank you for holding. Someone will be with you as soon as possible. That's how I feel every time I talk to you, Katie. Like, I need a pen and pencil. <laughs> okay, I'm listening. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, you're just going to look at your kids and you're going to like list down things that you see character development wise that need to be worked on. It could be obedience. It could be having to do with lying, stealing, those types of things, because that's, that's what I'm working on in my house. Dude, I'm working on lying too. They think it's funny. I'm like, this is not funny. We don't I feel like I'm alone. Like what? You're going through it too. Okay. So it's not just. Yes. No, no. All three of them, all three of them are just little lying sinners. It's horrible. (laughs) Yeah. So things like good work ethics, making sure you have that making sure you have compassion. Maybe you have kids that are lacking some compassion towards one another, things like that. So make a list, go ahead and go ahead and just laundry list it out. Like just you know, all day long, all the things you see. That you see from it. This but, is wrong. This is wrong. Because <laughs> we can do that. We're, we're, we're good at that. We're good at finding all the wrong things, but let's look at, then after you looked at that whole list, decide what is like the most blaring pressing thing on your heart and pray over that list. And, um, really let God direct you. And I know you're going to feel like, well, it all needs to be worked on, but pick one. <laughs> and then what I like to do is I like to find resources. Like when you said, I'm obsessed with resources. I like to find resources on that particular topic. So children's books that talk about that character trait. We love to learn in history about people who have given that trait or maybe who have not, maybe they were lying and where that ended up, you know, mm-hmm. so you can use it both ways. Use actual examples of people. Then we like to look up different scripture that has to do with that memorizing different scripture um, that has to do with that topic. And then with that, also making sure you are being on the lookout for that particular character trait in your child um, throughout the day. 
So maybe you pick one for the week, maybe you take it for the month. We like to do it more for the month, but so maybe we're working on good work ethic and that's kind of what we've been talking about. We do it kind of in our morning basket time. We integrate it into our school, but then I'm going to be on the lookout for it. And we don't, I, I personally don't love like a ton of reward systems. I have six kids and just from a practical perspective, it's overwhelming. <laughs> it's hard to keep track of. But then also it's just the fact that I don't want them to obey just because they think there'll be a reward out of it. So I like to catch them in those moments. So I will find them actually showing a good work ethic or telling the truth or whatever it is. And I'm going to just praise and praise and praise them for that particular item. And it's something we're working on and they know I'm kind of on the lookout for it. And so it's not a sticker. It's not once you do it this many times, you're going to get this surprise, but it does help reinforce that concept. And I feel like that's where you start to see that change. Ultimately, that change is not going to happen unless the Holy Spirit does some moving in their hearts. So that's the thing is we can't, we can't be the Holy Spirit as much as moms, we would love to be the Holy Spirit in our kids' lives. We can't do that, but we can teach them, model, and encourage that behavior in them. I love that. I love that. And it's important for them to see it, um, to see it modeled as well. So you, because I thought you were saying to look for them doing it wrong, but you flipped it on me and you're looking for them doing it right and identifying the right. I love that. I love that. Because I was like, yeah, oh, I can find them doing it wrong. I got this. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, so we start with what they're doing wrong. We pick one of those. We teach them how to do it right. And then we reward that with by praising and acknowledging it. That's smart. I, I love that you said you don't like reward systems because I'm right there with you. And we, Titus did something right. And uh, my husband was like, yes, Titus, good job. You know what? I'm going to reward you for that. And I turned around and I was like, no, <laughs> like we don't reward for what we're supposed to do. No one's rewarding mom for feeding you guys and cooking for you guys. <laughs> like, no. And, and Justin did make a good point. He was like, well, but this was a very, it was an, it was, I forget. We were at the dinner table. I think Titus We've been working on like, you sit down, you use your fork, you eat like a human, not an animal. And Titus is the only one who does it like without us even asking. And Justin was like, this is big. Like we keep asking and he's the only one. So I think there, there's situations where maybe a reward is um, like, sure, you can have a reward, but I don't like, and that's what I didn't like about public school. I didn't like that. It was like, Oh, you're on green. You get a gold <laughs> pencil. Like, no, can we not? Um, let's just stay in our own lanes. Try to be good because it's the right thing to do. Try to be obedient because it's the right thing to do. Not because mom's going to give you a reward. So I really like that you said that because I thought kind of like Wendy, I thought you were going to say, so then what do we do? We reward them. And I was going to be like, no, <laughs> No, no. And I think rewards, like you said, they can be useful as long as they're not expected. It's not, I obey if you, there's no ifs. And I talk to my kids all about that all the time. You know, well, I know what the right thing to do is in the situation, but my brother did this. And so I did that. And I'm like, no, their actions, do, you do not react to them, right? You know what's right. You do what's right, regardless of what they're doing. The Bible doesn't say, you know, 
treat them well only if they treat you well. <laughs> That's not at all seen. And so um, we're, we're constantly talking about that, about how other people may tempt us to act one way or the other, other situations that, um, you know, Paul Tripp talks a lot about, that's the heat of the situation, right? The heat of what's going on, whether it's stress or another person treating you poorly or whatever, that is what bubbles up and causes the heat and the pressure to come, the words to come out of your mouth that are out of your heart, Right. The heat didn't cause those words, those thoughts, those feelings, those actions to come out of your heart and out of your mouth. It was, it was just, the heat was just enough to push it out. It was already there. Mm. And so I think we talked to our kids a lot about that, about, Hey, you had anger there already. And this was just kind of your snapping point. And you have to take captive those thoughts that were sitting there in the first place. It sounds like you have a good sense of personal responsibility and teaching your kids that that's something that we're working on. What are some scriptures that you use for personal responsibility? I'm sorry. This is kind of like a on the spot. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is on a spot. Or what are some methods that you use for personal, for teaching personal responsibility? I think that with personal responsibility, we, we talk about, first of all, the command. We talk about children, obey your parents and the Lord for this is right. That's mm. the first, I was just telling Wendy this the other day. That's the very first Bible verse my kids memorized. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> and they do it from like the second they can talk, like we're mimicking this back and forth. And the reason is not because I'm selfish and I just want them to get that through their head, but it's to understand that they have commands from God to understand that God is an authority and he put mom and dad in authority over you because we love and care for you. And we want to teach you the right way. So we kind of establish that, that level there. And then we talk about how they're accountable to mom and dad, but it's really part of being accountable to God. And so if you're accountable to God, that's going to definitely play into your personal, oh my goodness, words are hard today. Responsibility. <laughs> Thank you for your personal responsibilities. That's going to play into it because you're going to filter everything through, through that lens of what God has created you to be. So we talk a lot about how, when the kids are fighting with each other about how, you know, your brother and your sister are made in God's image. Is that how you would treat someone who is made in God's image? And they're like, no. I'm like, if God was standing right here, is that how you would reinteract with him? And so like teaching them that their actions are directly tied to what God would want them to do or not want them to do and helping them understand their personal responsibility that way. That is no, you're no that's really, really good. Yeah. You're like, wow, you're inspiring me. You're a really good mom. And I'm like sitting here like, wow, like, yes, children, obey your parents. Why didn't I make my kids memorize that? That's so, (laughs) when she told me that, and I'm like, and the thing is, it's not even just about, oh, because I want little servants. Like, no, it's so important biblically. Like every, like, I was reading a passage the other day in Romans, I want to say like Romans chapter one or something or two. They're like listing all these horrible things like, and then disobeying your parents. I'm like, oh my gosh, that made it on there? That made it on that list? Oh my gosh. It's big, but it's like Katie was saying, the way she tied like, I I have authority over you guys. God has given me authority over you guys and how you guys answer me and treat me is a direct reflection on how you're going to treat God and react to God. So I think that's just, so it's just like a direct disobedience of God. 
Right. And if someone would have explained that to me that way when I was a kid, maybe that would have been a lot different. That's facts. That's facts right there. Now, um, Katie, if you don't mind us asking, like, if you're just new to all this stuff, this whole biblical parenting, besides following you guys, and we will have all her stuff linked down below, besides following you, like, where can, where can moms get started? Like, because if you weren't raised with this foundation, or if you don't have like a core group of women who are, who can help you or teach you, like where should somebody, what book can they read? What video can they watch? Where can they go to just um, get started? Yeah. Besides the Bible, obviously. <laughs> right. Yes. So obviously God's word. Um, but I really, there's a couple of different things. I knew you were going to ask me this question. <laughs> I heard to say what resources. So I was like, okay, I need to think through this. When it comes to Bible studies to go through with your kids to help teach them these biblical principles, um, not consume ministries, hands down. Amazing. Um, if you don't know where to start, because they have a lot of different topics, they have Bible studies on obeying. They have Bible studies on um, my favorite is my brother's keeper, which is talking about sibling relationships. And she does such a great job of you do this with your kids. You walk alongside them. It's all spelled out for you. And I love the fact that she does a great job of helping you as a parent teach your kids how to get to the heart and teaching them the biblical perspective on things, even if you don't have a background in that. You're able to just pick it up, open, and go. As the parent, to learn more about this process, I definitely think anything um, by Paul Tripp or by his brother Ted Tripp, Shepherding a Child's Heart is a good one. Um, but Paul Tripp also has his own parenting books that are really helpful about getting to the heart. Another great, 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 great person to watch is both Wendy and I are friends with her is Ryan over at Mom on a Mission on YouTube. She is phenomenal at really breaking down where that rubber meets the road, taking yes. the biblical principles and telling you, what do you do with that? <laughs> I think, and she speaks in a way that that's easy for anybody to understand. So if you like listening to things or watching things more than reading, definitely go check out her stuff. Yes. And Katie, can you send me like links to all the not consume ministry stuff and books? And um, I will link Ryan's channel and your channel. Everything will be in the, the description. Thank you so much for joining us, Katie. Yeah, no problem. No, no. Tori, say thanks again. You say thanks again. Go make a guess. <laughs> nope, nothing, nothing, nothing. You're muted. Yeah, 100%. I muted myself. Sorry. <laughs> okay, let me do it again. Okay, thanks, Katie. Thank you. <laughs> okay, should we move on to our question and answer segment? Yeah. You've got mail. You've got mail. You've got mail. All right. So we asked you guys a couple of weeks ago on Instagram to send us in some questions, questions about motherhood, womanhood, parenthood, all the hoods. And you ladies sent us some questions. Every single week, we will be answering one question that you sent and probably have more opportunities for more questions as well. All right, ladies, it is question and answer time. Wendy, I think you have a good one for us. All right. On today's question, we've got a question from mom to baby Nico. She wants to know how you sometimes answer difficult questions from the kids on objects that you are learning. So I assume when you have difficult questions from your kids on things that you're still learning about yourself. 
Wow. Um, well, my kids know very well that mommy and daddy are just humans and we're still living and we're still learning. So I am just always honest with them, with where I'm at. And I'm just honest with my kids. So if there's something, say it's something that they may not understand, like even especially when it comes to Bible things, I'm always just like, you know what? Sometimes it takes living a little bit longer for God to make scripture come alive to you. You know, there's scriptures that I can think about that if I read them as a kid, I would be like, well, that makes no sense. But now if I read it as an adult and I can take certain scriptures and connect them to specific seasons of my life that I'm like, that's what that means that, you know, so sometimes you just have to live a little bit longer for things to make sense. And I remember an elder lady at my old church when I was in my younger 20s told me that. And I was like, you're right. Like, I'm so young. I'm only 20. How am I supposed to know that if it's not from living and experiencing things? So that would be my answer. Yeah, I think for for me, I think a big thing is, like you said, teaching your kids that we don't have all the answers, you know, no, despite what we might tell them. <laughs> they don't, we don't know it all. And I think the important thing is I'm really, really big on teaching kids to love learning, but also teaching kids to know how to learn. So one of the greatest teaching opportunities we can have is when we both mutually don't know something. So I can take my kids, instead of feeling like I have to have all the answers for them, I can take them on the journey with me as I learn. So do you know where to go for that? Like if it is a Bible question, maybe taking your kids with you to the pastor and asking them for more advice on this or looking up books, getting books from the library. If it's something having to do with homeschooling going, you know, that's a good question. I have no idea, you know, what they do in Antarctica (laughs) and taking that opportunity and going and watching YouTube videos together, but showing them where to find that information, I think is really helpful because as they get older in life, they're going to want to know things they don't know. And it takes a lot of pressure off of us as moms to feel like you have to teach your kids everything they're going to need to know about everything in life. When we can just say, Hey, if you love learning and you have a desire to learn when you don't know something and here's how the steps you take to go find that information when you need it, I think is one of the best gifts we can give our kids. Oh, that is so good. So good. Um, Me, um, when my children come to me with questions that I don't know the answer to, um, I pretty much sit them down and I say, go ask your dad. (laughs) I was waiting for it. She's so going to say something funny. (laughs) No, I'm not going to lie. No, that's 100% what I do. Like anything that's like uncomfortable or anything that like I really don't know. Just like, well, you know who knows the answer to this question? (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Bye, Katie. Bye, Katie. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, Tori. I'm going to go bye, Wendy. I'm going to go bathe. Yeah, go go shower, go rest. (laughs) Bye. Ladies, thank you so much for spending your time with us today. We pray that you remember to lean in. Wait, (laughs) is this all me? How do we do this? Oh, no, I I say the first part. I say the first part. You say that. Okay, okay. Okay? Okay. So, ladies, thank you so much for spending your time with us today. 
We pray that you remember to lean into the one true vine while you are busy being the fruitful vine. Until next time. Bye. bye. Why is that the first time that we actually did it at the same time? <laughs>